Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. So thanks for joining me today. And this is a really cool um, opportunity for me to be sharing some information that I think um, will hope to enlighten you. And it's in regards to why on earth would <laughs> you engage a life coach to help you with your life? So I'm, I'm talking about this today because I got a gorgeous email from a woman who just joined up to my boot camp and it was really sweet. She mentioned in the email that she was so excited that she's finally um, sort of signed up and starting to work. She's been thinking of engaging a life coach for over 12 months. This is not uncommon when I have people come to me. And she'd actually described, this is so beautiful, she described herself as someone who was bumping into herself on her change U-turn. That's how caught up in um, chaos and um, crap really. And she'd been, you know, she's been bumping in herself on the change U-turn so badly lately that she said, damn it, line in the sand, I'm going to get some help. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with my language um, talking about a change U-turn, I'll just sort of highlight what that is right now. A change U-turn is um, when <laughs> we invariably make the decision on a Monday that we're going to be that person that we want to be, someone healthier, wealthier, happier, We've identified all the behaviours that we know we're going to do and it always starts on a Monday, right? So on that Monday morning, we wake up bright and early and we start doing all the things that we said we're going to do and be that person. And we do that Monday and we do that Tuesday and then Wednesday it starts to get a little bit difficult. Thursday slides by and invariably by Friday, Saturday or Sunday, if you're lucky, you've actually gone from moving forward and then that change U-turn where you literally do an, a U-turn without wanting to and coming right back to being the person you were on the Sunday night. So that's a change U-turn. And this is, you know, if you find yourself in constant change U-turns in um, multiple areas of your life, or more importantly, you find yourself going from a change U-turn to a change roundabout, you're just going and going and going in one area of your life, that's when you need to seek some help because it is just part of being human that you will do this but it is very, very difficult to get out of those change U-turns on your own. So I'm digressing a little bit, but the thing that really engaged me with this email was when this beautiful woman said she kept bumping into herself. <laughs> so she's doing these U-turns and the roundabout so badly that she's actually bumping into herself. Anyway, 
That got me to thinking about so many of my clients who have deliberated for months before they've actually chosen to come and see me. And a big part of that is because they actually didn't know who to turn to. They didn't know whether they needed a psychologist. They didn't know if they needed something even more than that, psychiatry. Did they need, like, who would help them with it? And if they were thinking at all about a life coach, it was like, well, what do they even really do? And then on the other point to that is, is this such a big problem that um, I, if I don't need a psychologist, why would I need anyone? So that's what I'm going to talk to today about. And I've named it why on earth I would need a life coach because that is a statement that has been said to me more than once. And there's a lot of prejudices, prejudices around using life coaching and um, and it's quite a misunderstood industry. And so I just want to say here now that I think the key reason that there are so many prejudices around being a life coach, let alone becoming one, is because I think we have this notion that because it's just about life, in inverted commas, then we should have this sorted. And why on earth would we need a coach to help us with something like life when it's almost as if we think that we've come out of the womb with this manual and all we have to do is refer to that manual and therefore that would um, diminish the need for needing extra support on this because it's just life, right? But that's the thing. It is. It's life. What is the one thing every single one of us are doing 24-7? from the minute we get out of the womb to the minute we hit the grave. Life. Like it's such a paradox that we have this really false prejudice that we wouldn't need anyone to help us with something as simple as life. And yet (laughs) life is what we all do day in, day out. We name it, you know, a whole raft of things and we've, you know, we can package it up into being healthier and wealthier and happier, but all of it's about life. It's about our day-to-day existence. And so I think there's this notion that we should be able to do this ourselves and that causes the biggest problem. The minute I hear a should in my mind, let alone when I hear it out of a human's mouth, we know there's resistance. We know that there is um, a background of crap behind that statement. So That's why I'm talking to you today about this, because I think it's really important for people to understand um, not just the difference between using um, therapist or um, psychologist, for example, for their mental health area versus a life coach, but just even putting it on the table that having someone to support you through tough times in your life is fine. In fact, it's better than fine. It's bloody impressive. And you will fast track and get a happier life. Okay, so there's three um, things I want to talk today about, and that is why would you actually engage one, what the big difference is. Um, Also, I'm going to talk about three things that you would have going on that would make it absolutely perfect for you to actually go and seek the help of a life coach. And then I'm going to finish up also about just a quick... um, insight to how my use of life coaching 
decades ago was such a game changer and a game changer not just for me but for my family and significant others in my life. So differences, you know, differences with regard to why you would actually seek a life coach rather than going to see a psychologist and a therapist. The one thing we have in common is that both parties are actually trained. If you have gone and done your complete training in psychology and are a fully um, registered clinical psychologist, in Australia you have, I, 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 this is from my understanding, done at least seven years and it is getting harder and harder to complete your training in this. Um, and I think this is a real, really interesting point with regard to psychology or therapist assistant is that we have now with so much more insight to our mental health and particularly if we're feeling poor mental health so many people are seeking support for this and if what you need is a psychologist then those people are trained as I was saying at least seven years let alone their clinical years beyond that and they are specifically trained to help with the diagnosis and treatment of mental disorders as well as helping people that are feeling a little bit not great and want to sort of come to terms with things and move forward. But their level of training is significantly higher than a life coach. However, I want to dispel, um, sort of dispel a myth that you can, I could literally just turn up one day and say, oh, I'm going to be a life coach today. Um, you may be able to, and it's a very um, low regulation environment, the life coaching industry, which is probably why it's got so many misunderstandings. But if you're going to go and use a life coach, please make sure that they have had some training and it's easy to ask them. So where did you do your accreditation? Um, how long have you been doing it? What, what other areas of interest have you done beyond your initial life coaching training? So just as an example, um, I did my training through a, um, yeah, a legend in the life coaching field. She's um, from America. And the course that I did um, through her was actually accredited through ICF. So that is to me the absolute, absolute basic training. And the things we get trained in as a life coach are some skills that I think every human on the planet could do well to be trained in such as um, active listening skills, um, reflecting skills, a whole uh, raft of questioning. And um, essentially when, when someone asks me, what do I do? And I say, I'm a life coach. And they will give me in a, a, a spectrum of looks. And then I will say to them, but do you know what I really do? And what I really do is listen and I um, question and then I listen more and then I question more. And through that process, I then reflect back to my clients what I'm hearing and then through this process, help them to make the best choices for them on any plan they want to do to move forward in life. That is it in a nutshell. So, um, the, you know, we both, the, both um, psychologists and uh, therapists and um, life coaches have got training, very different levels, but just make sure whoever you deal with has got some form of training. The two big differences that I see between um, going to choose psychology support services um, versus a life coach is that 
as as I see it, with regards to psychology, there is a very expert-centered or expert-led framework. And what I mean by that is, same as when we go to a doctor, same as we go to any, even when we go to an accountant, go to a lawyer, we are going to them for them to give us um, advice and that in, in the simplest form. So basically if it were the psychologist, and I've used psychologists through my life, um, I will, you know, you'll go with them in there and you'll explain what's going on. And essentially a big part of what you're seeking from them is, um, well, obviously diagnosis and also for them to give you their advice on how you can move forward. Where the difference is, is that in the life coaching field and my particular training is that it is a really, really client-centered approach. Does that mean I don't give advice? I rarely give it. And if I give it, I ask permission to share. And the big difference here is that my role as a life coach is to help you discern the best path forward for that. Now, I'll share lots and lots of psychology-based concepts that give you insights to why you're thinking certain ways and how you may have come to it. And I've done lots of other trainings, um, senior habit practice, um, habit change practitioner. So that had a lot of neuroscience. There's a heap of other courses that I've got on my list going through that are very neuroscience-based. I've also done training um, as an Aruka healer, which means I've actually got training in um, hypnosis. And that don't worry that that sounds a bit scary. What it is is just getting down into people's subconscious with their permission. So all of the tools and techniques that I use and I'm trained to use are all about empowering my clients to come up with their best answers and plans for how they want to move forward. And so I see that as a really big difference. Do, do psychologists do this. I suspect there are some that do. And a very good friend of mine has actually done a life coaching training and has just completed her psychology. So she can combine the two. Um, the, the, the real gold that I see with the life coaching process is that we also, we also through that process of empowering people, you also learn how to self-coach. And if I consider it, and I, I worked even today, I still work with people who have a psychologist on their team and use me. So that is really common. Um, I think the biggest outcome for any of my clients and working with me and any, any life coach, any good life coach, is that they have got the skills when they finish up with me to self-coach. They can literally that they walk away with the awareness and the skills so that when life throws some curveballs at them, that they can actually, you know, pause, reflect, respond, that they can take all the tools and techniques that I've used with them and actually bring them back into a form of, it's going to say control, but it's actually awareness and understanding so that they can move forward. So that's, that's one big difference. Another, well, and I'm just going to finish off with this second major difference, is that psychology services and therapy services, and particularly as clinical psychologists, they are trained at this high, high level to be able to diagnose mental disorders, mental health disorders. 
And there's a very big difference between having a mental health disorder and actually not feeling that great about your thinking or having some overthinking challenges or um, a change U-turn, for example, with having some negative beliefs that uh, just keep stopping you from doing what you want in life and being the person you want. So um, I think this is this is interesting because it comes back to the point when a client will say to me, well, I just didn't think it was important enough. And what I often, you know, will say is, so if you are struggling every single day to get up and actually feel the way you know you want to feel, and you all know it, you all know what it feels like when you are feeling empowered and excited and ready to just enjoy and embrace day after day versus when you feel like you are trudging through mud and I call this grinding and particularly in midlife where your every day is a struggle. Every day you are getting in your own way and you feel stuck, you feel overwhelmed, you've probably got elements of anxiousness or even down and depression, you know, depressive-like symptoms, you just feel like every day is hard work. And if you're feeling that and you're actually also saying, oh, I don't know if this is a big enough problem, as you will hear me say a lot, stop it. Don't diminish that. Often if you're thinking that, it's because you actually think your problem's not as big as other people's problems. And comparisonitis, which I think our beautiful tool of social media has, um, you know, really brought to the fore for all of us, comparisonitis is a major problem. So if you're diminishing how you're feeling because you think it's probably not as bad as such and such, and oh, that person had all these horrible things happen to them, so that's why they got help, but I've had nothing really bad happen to me, so I really probably don't need help, stop it. Please take the power back in your court and feel that you are worthy enough, that if you are trudging through your day-to-day life, that it is important. And if you don't think about it for yourself, think about it for all the people in your life who love you and would love to see you loving life. Does that mean you've got to have these amazing, big, hairy, audacious, BHAG goals and you're going to be a go-getter? Nah, that's a bit of a misunderstanding too. Oh, I'd only engage a life coach because um, I'm going to go and do something amazing. No. Having a beautiful, satisfying, happy, joy-filled, relaxed life is all the success any of us want. I think. So um, I hope that's given you some insights to the real differences. Now, three things that I reckon if you have going on in your day-to-day life, if these three things, one, two, or the whole three are going on, then I would really um, implore you to seek some help. And the first one is procrastination. What do I mean by procrastinating? Um, If you put it into the context of the change U-turn, you probably won't even get to Monday. 
you will be weighing up day in, day out about the pros and cons and, oh, should I be doing this? I'm not sure that I should be doing that. Or um, you will start out on the Monday and one of the things that will claw you back very quickly about being this person you want to be is some form of fear. You may not know that's what it is, but you'll have a feeling in your body. But procrastination is when you know in deep in your soul, and I call it an inkling, you know that there is a better life for you. You know it. You know it deep, deep, deep down. And there's a part of you that would so love to explore it. And yet you just keep yourself stopping from acting. Uh, More often than not, you'll distract yourself or you'll suppress it. And both are on the same side of the coin. If you're going to distract yourself, you'll just keep yourself busy and you'll you'll hope that you can um, diminish that little um, talking that may be coming out of your inkling of, imagine if I could, oh, don't be ridiculous. No, don't be ridiculous. Or um, so we've got that going on if you're, um, you know, distracting yourself and the suppressing one is a similar one and the most common tool to suppress it in this day and age is alcohol or recreational drugs. And that'll be where you just don't like this feeling of wanting something that you are not you're automatically or choosing to not act upon. That feeling brings up a lot of resistance and that can be negative emotions and those negative emotions feel crap. So we'll just have another drink or we'll medicate it some other way. Um, again, another form of distraction. So if you are having constant change U-turns where you are not, you know, you, you're even trying to act a little bit, but you're not really getting anywhere or you're not acting at all. You find yourself holding yourself back. That level of procrastination, when you now hear it from me that I say that you do know there's a little whispering in your soul that there's something you would love to be, do or have, then you have to honour it. And why do I say you have to honour it? It's not just because I'm a life coach. (laughs) But the reason I say you have to honour it is that that is a desire. If you weren't thinking that, then there'd be no reason to act. But the very fact that this little part of you wants to, you know, be, do or have differently, it's a desire. And unfortunately, as we grow up, a lot of our conditioning can be to diminish or ignore our desires. But that's what life's about. That is actually what the richness of life is about. It's about, you know, listening and hearing these desires and acting on them. So if you're procrastinating, not acting on desires, seek help. Seek help. And a life coach is perfect for that. Number two. If you have got a loud inner critic, oh, what do you mean by a loud inner critic? If you find yourself saying things to yourself like, oh, yeah, I'm so dumb, I'm so stupid, I'm a failure, I couldn't possibly do that because I've never succeeded at that. Um, I'll look a whole raft of conversations that you'll have out in, you'll have in your head, but you will hear them come out of your mouth. They are excuses and these these comments um, 
that come out of your mouth or the comments that you say to yourself that hold yourself back, again, are just conditioning. At some point, someone will have said something to you and you will have chosen to believe that as a new truth. And that becomes, you think a thought over and over and over and over enough, that thought becomes a belief. So, and particularly when you get to midlife, we can have accumulated so many interesting beliefs and because of our biology, all those beliefs, un- until they're not, we see them as truths. Until we really spend some time analysing some of these beliefs, then those beliefs form the narrative or the language that your inner critic will continually commentate with you. How could you be, why do you think you could be that special that you could have a go at that and be successful? Who do you think you are? These are just some of the things. And I hope that even just listening to this um, episode, you may start to notice some of the interesting things that your inner critic says. So the opposite to your inner critic is your inner coach. And essentially as a life coach, one of the key outcomes for someone working with me is that the inner critic goes from being such a loud, loud, massive voice in your head to being still there. Inner critics are important for us to keep us safe, but we want the the tone and the instead of them being a 10 out of 10 um, on the volume scale, we want them down to a one or a two. And we want the inner coach to be up around the eight and nine. Because to be brutally honest, if you are talking to yourself at that level, it doesn't matter what anyone else says to you now. You have got yourself under such a spell of negativity that really what anyone else said to you would roll off. So we want, as humans, (laughs) how we speak to ourselves, what we believe about ourselves has one of the greatest determinants on what we do or don't do in life. Our self-belief, our limiting beliefs, those beliefs we believe about us that limit us from acting, they are so powerful. They are in our driver's seat. So as a life coach, one of the big things I can help people do is identify what those beliefs are and reframe them so that they're more self-coaching than, um, sorry, so they're more in a coach than in a critic. And then over time, you just remove them because limiting beliefs do not serve you in the long term. So that's the second reason. If you've got, now that you can hear this and now recognize, wow, some of the things I say to myself, so I've got these inklings and desires and it's my inner critic that's actually telling me that I shouldn't, shouldn't, um, shouldn't be doing it. Well, that's you just getting in your own way. <laughs> so seek some support to illuminate what this is all about and how you can move forward with a plan of action that gives you some clarity and some confidence and some ease. Because that's really all life, a really beautiful, rich, blossoming life has those elements. You have a plan, you actually know how to move forward and with that you get confidence and ease. Okay, so the third thing and final thing that I just want to bring up, what would be going on for you or could be going on for you that would be really, really useful 
to go and see a life coach is um, if you are constantly deferring to other people, what do you think? What do you think? I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? What do you think? If that is a habit that you've got into and you do that way more than listening to your own inner, oh, Bella, what do you think? Asking of yourself rather than every other Tom, Dick and Harry around you, then that is another classic sign that you are at such a low point of self-empowerment that that will be also um, stopping you from acting. Because when we are always externally deferring to other people for their opinions about what we should or could or would be really good to do, that is often the easiest way for us to stop acting on our desires. Oh, such and such said, no, no, I wouldn't do that. Oh, such and such would never do that. So again, it's a way for us to keep ourselves safe in the fact that we keep ourselves small. But the challenge is this inkling or this inner desire that we've got is not going to go away unless you feed it. And that is actually a truth. I've witnessed it for my own life and I've witnessed it with so many people that I've helped because often it's the one little desire that has been sitting there um, dormant but active in your understanding. And when you actually unleash or let, let that desire come to fruition, the thing is there's almost a floodgate because because you actually allow yourself to honour and act on that desire, well, there's this desire and this desire. It's like they come up and go, oh, well, no, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> That's the next desire. But it is so common that when you unleash that first desire, so many others come up. And when you are constantly deferring to other people for their insights, you're not getting your own insight. And that's just a habit. Often if you've started to defer to others rather than listen to yourself, again, something has happened in some period of your life where you have simply decided it is not safe for you to come up with your own desires, let alone your own action plans and, and act upon them. It, it, no, oh, I probably made a mistake there. So now my mode of operating is to check in. And you may be only checking in with your inner circle, but if you're checking in with them rather than checking in with yourself as well or even first, then you're going to get yourself in a whole heap of trouble. You will procrastinate. You will not act because everyone else has got an opinion about you and that doesn't actually really matter because it's not their life. So the three things that I reckon that if you've got this going on, as I said, you could have the whole three, very common, or at least one or two of them is if you are procrastinating as a habit, if you have got a loud inner critic and you don't even know how to bring your inner coach in, and if you are constantly deferring to other people for what they think, about what you could be doing in your life and that is holding you back. So finally, I just want to give a simple summary of how when I brought a life coach into my life, what a game changer it was for me but also for my family. And um, this is decades ago. So I'm, you know, in my mid-50s now and I would have been, I was definitely in my early 30s 
when I um, basically engaged the services of a life coach. And the life coach was a beautiful woman called Sibylla from Chinchilla. And where I was at at the time, I had three beautiful children, um, young children. I had my own business. I was working through that. I was living on the land and uh, we were part of a um, family farming business that had four generations. Our son was the fourth generation. And like like a lot of us, um, I had got to that stage in my life where I um I suppose the children were at an age, they were still young, but um, I was able to sort of take a bit of a breath and go, okay, so this is my life now. Probably it was my early 30s because, you know, at the change of every decade I find we spend a bit more time reflecting than um, when we're in the middle of our decades. But it was like a real lightning bolt sort of came to me that this is my life now and um, living in this property, uh, we did have our own, I had my own income coming through the business, but because we were in a multi-generational business and um, I think it's hard enough being in a a multi-generational business, but when you're on the land, you're also um, living in the business 24-7, there were a lot of challenges. And the person that I had become was someone who was spending an inordinate amount of time thinking about what I didn't have thinking about all the challenges we had, thinking there would never, ever be a way out of this, deferring to a lot of people for um, solutions. And to be fair, I was probably doing a lot of whinging. Oh, my God, this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. And what was the greatest outcome was when I made the decision um, to engage this life coach, Sibylla, and it came on very quickly when I started to use her, is I realized that I was expecting everyone else in my challenges in the immediate world I was living. I was expecting everyone else to change around me, for me, for for probably, I think now as I reflect on this, the um, picture I had in my mind of what my life should be like. And that was, you know, causing such a distress for me, um, consequently also for my marriage. Um, my little kids wouldn't have been aware of it at that time. And as midlife women, we find a very good way to keep that mask on for those children. But my inner turmoil was massive. And I was just becoming the sort of person I never imagined I would become. I was, I was really, really, really unhappy. And what was such a beautiful part of the process of working with this life coach was that I got to actually understand a fundamental truth. And that is (laughs) you can never, ever, ever change anyone else. It is not your job and it's actually not your role. If you want things to change and you want the circumstances to change around you, the only person that you can change is yourself. And what I had to change and chose to change over the process of working with her was how I viewed the situation I was in. And also I had to really look at some of the beliefs I was operating with that was causing such um, discontent. 
And and that's 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 what this is ultimately about. If you are feeling discontent in your life, don't diminish it. It's not about, oh, just because you're feeling discontented, then therefore um, it's not really a big enough problem to seek help with. No. <laughs> the world is full of discontented people who think that that's not a big enough problem to solve. And I, I probably, I can't even imagine where I would have ended up or where my marriage would have ended up or where my whole um my whole life trajectory would have ended up if um, I did not have the opportunity to engage Sibylla. I didn't have the courage to actually go and seek support. That's another whole topic because, of course, you're being so vulnerable when you actually say, wow, things aren't tracking well. I'm not tracking well. I'm not feeling good. And I'm going to go and share this crap with someone else to see if they can help me. But it was the best thing I ever did. And that was decades before I actually chose to formalize myself and do my training as a life coach. And it was a game changer for me personally. And it also has been a game changer for my whole family because the skills that I have accrued through my life coaching training and all my other trainings and helping the people I help day in, day out, they've just given me such beautiful life skills for me to be able to have my most fulfilled and joyful and happy, healthy, wealthy um, life. And that really is what everything's about, isn't it? That's the game of life that we play every single day. And I feel so blessed that I am now at a point where I have such understanding and awareness, emotional management skills and just insights to that make me feel so empowered to be able to move through my days day in and day out. So I hope this conversation has been of value and it's got you thinking about yourself and your life and where you're at. And I just want to finish it off with just that other reminder that if you are feeling like something's not going the way you want and you are starting to really challenge yourself of this is a big enough problem to seek help with, it is. Go out, seek some support. And you will never, ever, I promise you, I actually could guarantee this, you will never, ever, ever regret it. I certainly haven't and I don't have a client who's ever regretted seeking support to make their life the healthiest, happiest and most um, joyful existence they could have. Have a cracking day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. Have you joined my free habit reinvention challenge? If not, why not? Go to bellareynolds.com.au forward slash habits. In seven days, you'll know how to make over your health, wealth and relationships. Sounds good. See you there.